Queen. All right, all right, all right. We are back at Really Queen. How you doing, Jay? Hi. I'm good. This is our uh, second official week, and we are so uh, excited about all the feedback and amazing responses that we got last week. So thank you, everybody who's listening all over. We actually now are officially um, a podcast. We are on Spotify and Stitcher, and uh, we're working on Apple. And you can always go to our website, which is reallyqueenradio.com, and you can listen there. And you can also keep up with some things that we're doing there. And don't forget, we have an Instagram that is reallyqueenradio, at reallyqueenradio on Instagram. How was your week, Jay? It was good. I feel like a million things has happened this week. I mean... There you are. Can we first talk about the smoke for a minute? And um, let's first address that there are still hundreds of people missing, and my positive energy goes out to those families that are dealing with the fires here in California. Yes, definitely. The smoke has been brutal. Yeah, it has. Uh, but uh, thank goodness today um, the rain came in, and the smoke is lifted, Hanny, so we can breathe again. We can breathe again. So listen, if speaking of breathing again, um, if, we, uh, <laughs> if you're just joining us for the first time, what we're doing here, on the show is that we basically get to explore a different artist every week that had some form of influence on the LGBT community. And Jay being my sidekick, you know, he he um, <laughs> he's a little bit younger than me and so a lot of times certain <laughs> things that I say to him he's just like, who's this? And I'm just like, really queen? <laughs> and so um, he doesn't know, has no idea what artist we're going to be looking at today. <clears throat> so no I'm idea. super excited to show you this particular I'm artist. Because this particular artist, I mean, I don't know. I hope you know who this is i'm like really nervous about this because i know you said you better know who this is so we'll see okay so i'm gonna play um a piece of one of this artist's tracks okay for just a little bit and then i want you to listen i want you to tell me if you know the song or if you know who this is are you ready boo i'm ready here we go recognize this at all? Not at all. Not at all, nope. You have no idea who this is. No idea who this is, but I also need a man, so we have okay, a lot so, in common. So here's the thing. <laughs> Girl, you and me both, Ooh. you and everybody. So here's the thing. The artist is Grace Jones. Grace Jones. Have okay. you, have you I've heard of Grace Jones? I've heard that name at least. Okay. So I've heard the name. I just don't know this song. Okay. So it's, it's interesting. This particular song, one would say that this is the actual song that kind of put her down in gay history because 
she took to the stage okay. at, the, at this gay venue and sang this song. And this was in the, the, the 70s. And so, you know, of course, all these queens are looking up at the stage and they're just like, yeah, girl, I need a man too. <laughs> and it was like the first time that like, you know, it was yeah. the first time that like any artist had actually like sung this in front of and in front of like a group of gay men. Okay. And they totally related with it. And so uh-huh. they were like, yeah, that's our that's our diva. Okay. That's Grace Jones. And that's how go. that's how she um, how she got kind of her start, I think, you know, pretty much as a gay icon in in the community. So she was like singing about I need a man and all the gay men were like, so do I, honey. Right. And it was like the first time that she was like, you know, they were singing to an audience and be like, hey, guys, like, I need a man. And she looked at them and said, what about you? <laughs> And they were like, like, yes, "Yes, bitch. And plus, there was this like androgynous looking, you know, just African-American diva. I mean, I I can't wait till you see a picture of her because I know if you get a chance during a break, I want you to look at her. Okay, well. But I mean, she's just like, she's very androgynous, very hard looking Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, has, has, it's interesting that she, like Sylvester, had a very androgynous look. They were different. Yeah. But, um, you know, that is something that appealed, I think, also to the gay community. Totally. Yeah. I mean, she's like looking like a man, feeling like a man man making everybody need a man so honey girl i need a man isn't that a drag queen probably i need a man <laughs> i need a man <laughs> i need a lot well so so here's some interesting stuff about about grace she was um okay. she was actually born in jamaica she's jamaican okay. and she moved to new york to syracuse with, with syracuse with her family and she uh went to school there for a little bit and eventually was just like not having it she mm-hmm. also came from a religious family okay. like sylvester as well kind of these, yeah. these interesting parallels and um, so she she ended up moving to Paris to model, Ooh. and she became a supermodel, and that's uh, that's kind of where she really like made made her claim. She was on in L, she was in Vogue. Oh wow! So she was doing all these modeling things and as like an androgynous kind of yeah. like character, okay. exactly because Amazing. they hadn't really seen anything like that. Yeah, and so <clears throat> this was like a whole new look. So it was really interesting, and, mm-hmm. and and so here's a little interesting fact. Do you know who her roommate was in Paris? <laughs> <laughs> no, no idea. Grace Jones's roommate in Paris no was, was Do you watch American Horror Story? Yeah. Do you know Jessica Lange? Oh my god, are you kidding? Yeah, they were roommates. What? Isn't that crazy? That is so crazy. Yeah, so I love her. Yeah, right? I love her. So um basically what happened was after she, you know, was in Paris for a while, she decided um in around 1977 she decided she's going to have this music career and mm-hmm. uh, she went back to New York City and she kind of like, you know, she was a big part of the Studio 54 scene in New York. Okay. Um she was, you know, do you know you've heard of Andy Warhol, right? Of course, yeah. You're, oh, that you've heard. Oh. Of. That's like, oh, of course. I'm like, oh, of course, I've heard of Andy Warhol. Really, Queen? I'm like, okay, really. But, then, but anyway, so she was basically like his muse, and she did a lot of um, a lot of amazing stuff with him. Wow. So her music was. For me, growing up was really just something. I mean, it's hard to explain, you know, mm-hmm. coming out, but but she was so influential. And you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this. You know, how many how many actual of, of let's say our gay icons mm-hmm. are actually straight women? Think about I mean, that. Madonna, Rihanna, a lot. Kylie yeah. Minogue. I mean, let's go down the list, Aretha right? Franklin, yeah. Aretha Franklin, you know, so it goes on. This on Grace on. Jones. So, you know, it's interesting. And so, like, I was thinking, like, why is that? Why do you think that is? You know, I don't know. I mean, pro- maybe because of what they are singing. I mean, you have I Need a Man. You have Lady Gaga who's singing Born This Way. These women are just, like, kind of taking these... 
all encompassing and you know they are they have been a more like depressed or deprived like group throughout society so they are like singing these like the ballads and songs that are that are bringing us like hope i guess so it is kind of like relatable in a way for the gay community as well that we kind of cling on to these women who are singing these things that men are afraid to sing about. Yeah, you know, I think it's 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 interesting. People like Kylie Minogue and Judy Garland and Liza Minnelli, you know, Mariah Carey, all these, all of these these straight women. You know, none of them identify as queer, but all of them have been like adopted by our community in some way. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do with that. You know, they have adopted us. You know, it's kind of an interesting. Totally. You know, and, and we're drawn to them because mm-hmm. they they've a lot of them have shrinked like bent, uh, societal benders about you know gender benders. Yeah. You know, whether it's Prince or David Bowie or like all these people exactly. that didn't really have that. So we could identify with something that, you know, either we, we, we were, or we weren't like you take, totally. for example, I mean, think of all these divas. I mean, most of us want to be them. Yeah. And I mean, and also they are like, they, they get thanks to the gay community as well as like really starting their careers and really being people who are like first, like were the ones to really celebrate them. So, um, you right. know, Right, right. No, that's very, very true. So I want to play another um, track for you. Okay. Um, I'm hoping that maybe possibly one of these you might know. Now, have you heard of the song called La Vie en Rose? Well. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I just heard of it because of the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper movie. What was it? Uh, yeah, it was it, The Stars Born. Stars Born. Oh, okay. Gosh, so let's give, that, let's give that a listen. And oh. I would like to give you a little bit of this. Here okay. we go. All right. Let's do it.
Jay, what do you think? Do you remember the song? I remember the song. Yes, I do. Sorry, Jay, what did you say? I said I do remember the song. You remember the song, but you remember from A Star is Born. <laughs> I remember it from A Star is Born, yep. No, are you up, Jay? I don't know. I there think you I are. am. There I am. Oh, there you are, girl. Hello. I lost you for a second. No, I was saying, yeah, I, of course I remember this from the movie, uh, but I never heard this version. So the song is originally sung by a French singer by the name of Edith Piaf. Okay. It's like in the 40s. And mm-hmm. so she redid that. And actually, so we have somebody on the line here who I think kind of knew Grace Jones. What? What? Well, definitely has a story. So we're hoping that we're going to keep it cute. Hello, Audrey. Are you on the line? I am on the line. Hi, how are you? Hi, Audrey. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Audrey Joseph, former owner of Club Universe here in San Francisco. Ooh, and I she am. can tell you, and you used to work for um, a record label, right, Audrey? I used to work for lots of record labels, but it's so strange that you played that song because when you asked me to talk a little bit about Grace, that is the song I was going to talk about. Oh, perfect. With yeah, I know. It is so perfect, for sure. So, just to give you a little bit of a heads up, once upon a time before the dawn of history, I actually worked a little bit at Island Records. Oh, um, and my Island Records days had a lot going on for me, but let me stick just to the grace thing. So, during my time at Island, I had a hit record called Get On Up by a group called Roundtree, which was a local hit in the tri-state area on island. And I got a call from a woman named Eileen Berlin. And Eileen Berlin, her and her husband, Cy, were in the clothing business. But they knew a publicist named John Carmen. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. John was also the publicist for Studio 54. And he gave them my phone number. And they had a terrible dilemma. Their son, who had just gone to college, their only child, um, went to Amsterdam over the summer after his first year at school, and he started to learn how to DJ. And he met somebody who sang a song, and he refused to come back to the States unless his parents pressed the record and put it out for this person. Wow. Okay. Um, So they called me up and asked me for help. And... The person was Grace Jones, and the song was La Vie and Rose. Wow. And so Cy and Eileen Berlin, I, I directed them to a production house. They pressed the record, and Cy and Eileen Berlin put it in the trunk of their car and gave it away to record stores and begged them to sell it and get it on the radio. Wow, and that's played, that's a cool I story. It's a true story. I, I hope it's true, girl. You didn't call up to lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I, uh, I played it for Chris Blackwell at Island Records. He signed Grace Jones. And that's how her musical career began. Well, thank you for calling in, Audrey. That's amazing. And um, we know that you have... I know. We know that you know, honey. We can all thank Audrey for... We can all thank Audrey. Well, we love you. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. We love you so much. Have a good Thanksgiving. 
Okay. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. 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 Wow, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, Audrey's been around. She's been around. The She's block, been around. Honey. I mean, she I won't. Has. I won't get into details, but she been around, girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool story. She told me that she knew Grace that she'd worked with Grace. I was like, girl, you got to call in and tell. Got to call stuff. in. Yes, girl, it's amazing. Some, by the way, did I tell you that my birthday's on Friday? Of course, five thousand freaking times. Uh, I am told I you. not catching a flight at seven a.m. for your birthday? Bitch. Yeah, right. Um, so um, I got to tell you about this really cool moment, this Grace Jones moment. Okay. Um, first of all, <laughs> she loved to get into trouble, and she loved to cause controversies and problems. She was not, you know, the easiest person in the world to deal with. Okay. And um, she basically there was this, this show. It was called the Russell Hardy Show. Mm-hmm. It was an old talk show, and she was on it as a guest, and the whole time. That, that he had another male guest and her. Okay. And so he was sitting in the middle and he basically was talking to the male, like with his, almost with his back to her. Okay. And she looked at him and she said, like, she said, do not turn your back to me one more time. Ooh. Like, serious. And then he turned around and he kind of like, kind of was like giving her the stuff and she starts like hitting him. Like, you know, not like yeah. punching him, yeah, but yeah, like but play hitting him. Uh-huh. And this was like this giant thing at the time. It was like this big deal that Grace Jones went on the show and, you know, and, and, and attacked, this guy. The, and attacked the host. Oh, attacked the host. Okay. Right. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I watched it. Yeah. It was hot. <laughs> it was something I totally would have done. But, totally but she, that. but no, she just, you know, she just went off on him because he was was ignoring her and it was it was a lot of like it was a lot like that because people kind of thought she was just weird and you know they they put her on the show because of what she was doing but they didn't necessarily you know think that she you know had earned it or should be there yeah i mean uh, looking at her photos i'm like damn she looks fucking fierce as hell but i'm just thinking like in the 70s how like taboo that would like that kind of look would actually be today it's like super celebrated well it wasn't it wasn't it's what got her a modeling career because she did look totally right yeah, but it was true. but but for a lot of people to kind of accept that it was weird but you know she's 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 had a lot of crazy things happen she here's another great story she did a performance for for walt disney world in 1988 okay and she <laughs> exposed herself Exposed what? She is banned from all Walt Disney World properties for the rest of her life. What does she expose one? Let's clear that up. Any, any, you, it's Walt Disney. You can't expose anything. No, but what did she expose? You can't even expose your uncle for being Big gay. <laughs> you can't do anything. What are you talking about? No, you can't expose a, a tit. She came out on stage on Naked one time. Like, not necessarily Walt Disney World, but like okay. Studio 54, she should come yeah. out with a necklace. She didn't care. She's high fashion, honey. She's high fashion. She had a body. She was, you know, she did a lot she was of things. Working it out. Whatever. So, you know, she was also an actress. No, I did not know this. So, she's been in quite a few movies. Now, do you do you know the Conan movies at all with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. You don't know. You've never heard of any of the Conan. Conan the Destroyer. No. Conan. Oh my God. <laughs> you've never heard of an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Conan? No. I'm sorry. Seriously? Jay. She's trying to put up really the, queen. There it is. Really queen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I thought maybe you might know that. She was also in, um, now tell me you have heard of James Bond. Yes, I've heard of James Bond. Jesus. You know Roger Moore? Probably not. So Roger Moore was the original <laughs> James Bond. This is the, this is literally how the show goes. Yeah. I'm like, so you know this? No. no. Okay, probably not. Um, no. So Roger Moore was James Bond. He was the first, one of the first, he was the first James Bond. Okay. And then he did a movie called A View to Kill, and she was in that movie. I haven't seen it. She always played these really tough, kind of rough parts. Yeah. Actually, Arnold Schwarzenegger thought that she was too 
tough and rough in Conan. She's like like a GI Joe type of character. She like you wait like you a see badass her. chick, like yeah, killing she, people. Uh, yeah, I mean, think about her. She was this androgynous, statuesque, you know, like, woman who was like part of this underground nightlife scene, and you know, she she was a little scary. I mean, I could see her playing roles she, like that. She looks a little scary. She was also um, in a, in an Eddie Murphy movie. With him, Which it was one? the movie where Which she's one? like, I, um, shit, "What's the name of the movie?" Um, even I forget that. But let me tell you, all I remember is this part: okay. they're sitting in a restaurant, right? Uh-huh. And Eddie Murphy's like, "I'm sorry, I can't be with you. Like, I'm gay." And she's like, "You're not gay." <laughs> and she goes around the restaurant. And she's like, "You're gay, <laughs> and you're gay, but you're, you're not, not gay." gay. <laughs> It was like, yes, uh, bitch. Amazing. And she would know. She, she would know. She would know because mm-hmm. she's been around gay people so long. Yeah. So this next song that I'm going to play is like, for me, one of my favorite Grace Jones songs. And it was actually banned in the U.S. when it first came out for being too suggestive. Okay. I'm ready for Okay. It. Yeah. And this is kind of like, we'll look at it now and be like, really? This was too, <laughs> like, because things have changed, obviously. I mean, back then, you know, if you, yeah. if you said the word marijuana, you were like, oh my God, you're going to jail. Uh, yeah. Everything's over. Burn at the stake. Burn at the stake. Yeah. So this next uh, track, um, I want to see if you can tell why it was, first of all, if you know it. And second of all, why you, why it was thought to be very risque at the time. All right. Pull up to the bumper, baby. And drive it in between. And drive it in between. Drive it in between. I got it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the line before that was, like, with your limousine. Like, your stretch. Oh, Oh, of course. The stretch, honey. Right? stretch. Pull it up in between. But, I mean, how silly, right? Like, now, you have, like, Nicki Minaj being like, yeah, fuck my twat, come fuck on in, hole. eat yeah, it out, my pussy hole. in my back, and, yeah. you know... My neck, it, my crack. Everything, all of it, yeah, <laughs> my infection and my crack. It's like, okay, like, but back then, you know, it's like, oh my god, you couldn't say that, because that, we all knew what that meant, Ooh. and that was very scary. Secretly, everyone loved That was it. very, very scary. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these are, this is a woman who obviously liked to kind of cause waves, and, and she was very different. And Studio 54, you're like, I'm not, I wish I was around during that time. Yeah. Studio 54 was cool. You, you've heard of this club, right? I've heard of Studio 54, yes. Right. I mean, it was like the who's who of who's who and all these really cool artistic people, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, yeah, it was just... 
it was just a really cool time. Um, what are you doing for Thanksgiving, by the way? Oh, you're coming with me. I for- totally forgot you're coming <laughs> to my house. <laughs> uh, I guess the question is, what do I normally do for Thanksgiving? Well, normally I go back home to no, nobody, nobody Georgia. No, nobody asked you that. Nobody cares. <laughs> but this year I'm going with you. I'm actually excited to meet the people who made this character right here, Brian Kent. <laughs> this is going to be very interesting, and I'm very excited to meet them. Oh, yeah. It's super dysfunctional. I hope you understand that. I uh, well, if it's anything to do with you, of course it's dysfunctional. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, Jay, seriously? I love you. <laughs> you. I can't with you. I can't with you. You're just like, you just love to say shit to me. You Anyways, deserve it. It's a good thing I don't listen to you. Um, so what else, Jay? Talk to me. I don't know. What are you thinking of all this? What What is it? I mean, I think it's amazing. I think, I mean, I did notice that like, she's not like this amazing vocalist. Like she's not like a Mariah Carey or someone who's just like pulling out all these like high notes, but her music does like, you know, like we were talking about earlier, it has a message. Um, it's saying something that yeah, fuck other me. people, <laughs> fuck me, <laughs> saying something that other people aren't saying. I need so. a man. Fuck me. Yeah. Love is the drug. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Love and Rose. Like, yeah. So I can see like, you know, how she is this, uh, amazing you know, it's like, interesting. icon. It's interesting. It's, um, both Lady Gaga and Rihanna have like outspokenly said that they were very inspired by Grace Jones mm-hmm. and, uh, both of them have, um, asked to work with her. Oh, I bet. And um, she basically, basically was like, um, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and in, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't, no. I don't think it's because she like doesn't like them per se. I just, I don't know. I, you know, she always, she's has, Grace used to say that she didn't think that artists nowadays were really like very cutting edge. They didn't really do anything special. Which, you know, I think Lady Gaga absolutely is or was at least at one point. Yeah. So I find that interesting. But yeah, they, she, they, she was just like, no, no, I'm good. Do we know how old she is now? Well, I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to find out. Maybe you should bring your computer. Maybe I should just like... And then you could just like, you can just like look it up. Um, but Grace Jones was born in Syracuse and her birthday is May 19th, 1948. And so she is 70 years old. Oh, okay. Girl. She's still fierce as hell. She's still fierce. She just did a concert recently. What? And people, yeah, she came back. People were gagging. She came, like was like, first like of all... surprised people. Right. First of all, black don't crack. So she like looks <laughs> amazing. Of course. And she just came out and she just killed it. You know, the She's costumes. Like, pose, pose. Woman. Yeah. So, pose. Um, you know, I do this musical Wednesdays and it, sometimes I'll play Love mm-hmm. the Young Rose because she comes out and she does that. Yeah. And it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. I wish I was She's there. pretty sick. So um, I'm going to play this last song. And this, for me, growing up, this was one of her biggest all-time songs. Okay. And um, it was obviously the, the latter of the ones that we listened to in terms uh-huh. of time. And this basically was the song that, for me, you know, coming out was just like... I don't know. It was just hot. Your anthem, honey. It was, it was sexy, honey. Okay. And I absolutely was a slave to the rhythm. Let's hear it. Here we are.
it up. What do you think? You know that song. I've heard this one, yeah. I've heard this one. She's giving me some vocal in this, honey. She's like that low, kind of alto voice. Yeah, but isn't it like fucking sexy? It's sexy, yeah. It's just Give like, me that vibrato, alto. There's this, there's this one point in here that she's like, here's Grace. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, here I am. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking fair. I'm like, yes, bitch. I used to always sub- substitute my name in for hers. Here's Brian. Brian. <laughs> I just totally do like this drag routine in my room. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know. And I, that's I, how I was, your parents I, knew you were gay. I was about to say I was like eight, but that was 1988. <laughs> I was not eight. <laughs> In my mind, I was eight. Um, so I was an adult adult running around my, my living room doing doing here's numbers. Here's Brian. Here's Brian. <laughs> and this pose on her album cover where she like stands on one leg and she like holds the other behind her. Like I Ooh, tried to, I've it, seen that before. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, tr- I tried to emulate that a couple of times. <laughs> uh, let's over. just say, thank God I had Band-Aids because thank I God. fell a few times. Mm. So... Um, in 2016, she was ranked the 40th most successful dance artist of all time. Wow. That was by Billboard magazine. That's crazy. That's pretty cool, right? That is awesome. Um, wow. She was also ranked like 82nd on VH1's like 100 greatest women of rock and roll. I and mean, that's like of all wow, time. Wow, yeah. So, you know, that's like, that's, that's a huge. Lot. Yeah. And, and, you know, bringing it back to the, the community, you know, she, she absolutely influenced the cross dressing movement. I mean, mm-hmm. because of her androgyny, because that she looked she like blurring masculine, but then wore a dress and Mm -hmm. you know she was blurring a lot of lines and i think that that's a similarity that that she shares with not only you know sylvester in that regard but also a lot of other artists that you know we'll we'll talk about as as time goes on and speaking of time going on it's over it's over girl what how is it already over happened no i don't crazy it is it's very bizarre to me that this ended this quickly um it just flies when you're having a good time so we want to start one more time we'll finish off by saying Mm -hmm. thank you guys for all of your support we have listeners um coming in from all over the world now which is so cool and we just got syndicated on um rainbowradio.fm which is amazing they have over a million listeners we're there fridays at eight Sorry, at seven thirty. Where they're Fridays at seven thirty. I'm pretty to sure eight. to eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fridays from seven thirty to eight. And again, everything's on our website, reallyqueenradio.com. You can see all of our links to where you can listen to our podcast and where you can listen to the show. If you're not able to listen to it live, um, want to thank Audrey Joseph for calling in, and we want to thank, of course, Tweeka Turner and the House of Radio for having us as part of their family. Whoop, whoop. And don't forget to Instagram follow us at reallyqueenradio.com. I'm at Brian Kent Music and Furry Pup is Furry Pup. Oh my god, furrypuff.com. <laughs> um and that's it. So we will catch you. Don't forget next week. Everybody have an amazing, amazing Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And um we will catch you on the flip side. We'll catch you next week. See you next week. Bye bye everybody. Really queen.